Hello, it's Penny Meganson from The Meganson Method. Welcome to Penny for Your Thoughts, where we discuss how our thoughts and mindset affect our health, our happiness, and our performance. And I'm joined in this episode from Eating Disorder to Healthy Eating by Alexandra McCormick, and she's a board-certified health and wellness coach. And we're going to be talking about her use as a professional ballerina and how that had an impact on body image and eating disorders and how that eventually led to her career working as a health coach. So let's get started. Hello, Alexandra. How are you? You did ballet for how many years? Uh, Well, I started when I was about five years old and then I got really serious when I was about 15 and that's when I went into full-time training and then professionally, I got signed, I think the first time I got signed was 19. Um, So, I mean, yeah, my whole life, basically, um, I retired due to an injury at around 25. Um, Mm -hmm. But yeah, it was a big part of my life. (laughs) And how would you say um, that was, I mean, you were so young starting out. How was it in terms of self-esteem and body image? And how did you feel compared to everybody else? And Um, How was it with all the training and everything? Well, in the beginning, the reason um, I think my parents put me into ballet is because I was a really energetic child and I loved being the center of attention. I loved performing. And I think it was just kind of, they needed me to channel my energy somewhere. So in the beginning, you know, it was just so much fun. I loved being on stage. I was not scared of anything, um, not shy at all. Um, And then I think when I started to really take it seriously and when I first remember like thinking about my body, I think I was about eight. And I think that's when I, I kind of started going on a diet. I think I was about eight years old and I remember I just decided that if I was going to be a ballerina, I had to take it seriously. And that meant I could only eat fruit or it was something like that. Um, But yeah, that was the first time I just became aware of my body and that it should look a certain way if I wanted to be successful um, in something I love doing, which was ballet. Okay. And so so you were eight then and you were already thinking about, um, and did you think that that was healthy at the time or was that just not something that you were thinking about at all? Yeah, it wasn't wasn't ever about health. It was always about looking a certain way and seeing, you know, my idols who were these beautiful ballerinas and seeing that they looked a certain way and just me trying to fit into that mold. And, you know, in the point, I mean, when I say I was eight, it was sort of just, I just became aware of like, I had to eat fruit and I had to eat, you know, in order to look that way, but it never really became really unhealthy until much later. Um, but yeah, it's still very young to be self-conscious and, and aware of your body and to be on a diet yeah. for sure. Yeah. And so what would you say was your defining moment um, that made things change for you? So I went through um, a trauma when I was a child, when I was about 12. Uh, My dad passed away really suddenly. And I think it was a combination of me dealing with his death and channeling it into, well, 
I'm going to just focus on something I can control and that's that's what I eat and how I look and I was just so I became just kind of so focused on I'm going to be a professional ballerina and I'm going to do anything it takes to do that and I think instead of kind of grieving the death of my father I went straight down this sort of just focused on ballet and I thought being disciplined and focused and working hard meant you know being healthy and eating healthy but I was it wasn't healthy it was it became it became an eating disorder eventually um so I think that's kind of what triggered me um and it was just about proving to myself that I could do it and I could you know and I thought being the best and being successful meant being skinny Yeah. And so when did things change? When did you realize that you didn't want to continue this or that this was not healthy? Uh, um, Not, I mean, I struggled often on my whole career. So um, I don't think I developed a really healthy relationship with food until years after I stopped dancing. So close to my 30s. Um, I was still, you know, I think even when I when I got injured and I had to stop dancing and I had to get a normal job, um, I became paranoid about gaining weight because I was no longer performing every day, training every day. And so I would go to the gym for hours um, to compensate for the fact that I was no longer, you know, working out as my job. Um, so yeah, I struggled with it for a really long time. It, it was so ingrained in me. And I think anyone who's been through an eating disorder knows it kind of lingers and hangs around. And in the beginning, I thought I was being healthy. And I thought, you know, people would start saying things to me. I mean, my family were very worried about me. I was very, very, very thin at one stage. There was so I went up and down. There were stages I was extremely thin. Um, But my whole mindset was, well, you just don't understand, you know, this is how I'm healthy. This is how I have to look to be a ballerina and you just don't get it. Um, And in my mind, I didn't look as thin as I actually was. When I look back at photos now, I'm like, oh, my gosh. I mean, I looked like a child when I was, you know, 23 years old. Um, But, yeah, I kind of struggled with it for a really long time. Okay. And so what what brought you to become a health coach? When did that come about then? So after I stopped dancing and I, you know, started working just in a normal job and um, I was actually working in the beauty industry because I just happened to be good at makeup um, and that was all I knew how to do aside from ballet because I'd done ballet my whole life. I hadn't gone, you know, I went to a college for ballet Um, all of those things and so I kind of got a job with a a makeup company and I kind of worked my way up and again it was like you know being around this ideal image of beauty and um, and then I just and then I became a stepmom of girls um, and when the girls became teenagers I just noticed you know the way that they what they were looking at um, Mm because I didn't have social media so I don't even know what it would have been like had I had Instagram, you know, Um, and then now on social media, I see these teenage girls looking at, you know, these supermodels that have, you know, really like airbrushed pictures and just this really unnatural idea of beauty and them comparing themselves. Um, 
And it was just, it just kind of was like, oh my gosh, like this is not healthy. And, you know, I think with age, I just matured. I started looking back and realizing like how unhealthy I was. And I started to develop a really passionate love for cooking and food and learning how to eat well and nourish my body with out depriving myself of stuff I loved because I feel like I was deprived and, and hungry for so long that I didn't really know what it felt like mm-hmm. to not be hungry. Um, and I just became passionate about it. I learned to cook really well. Um, and you know, I learned, I just, I wanted to learn more. I wanted to educate myself more and more and it just became more of a passion for me. Um, and then I had my own daughter and Um, I went back to school and, you know, started studying nutrition and was just obsessed with it and was like, oh my gosh, this feels like my passion. I feel like I need to help people understand that, you know, you can eat whatever you want, basically, feel, you know, and feel good and nourish your body. It's just about picking the right things and it's about finding a balance too. You You should never feel like you know, you have to eliminate whole food groups or things like that. So I just became passionate about wanting to help other people. And I developed a really healthy relationship with food. And um, yeah, I just, I love sharing that with people. Yeah, no, absolutely. I I feel the same with my clients. Um, It's amazing how people do feel that if they're eating all the time and they're not feeling hungry, that somehow they're not dieting or they're going to get fat. And it really is about learning to make the right choices. And then you can eat as much as you want. And, and you actually don't want to eat all the time because you just feel good and you have energy. And, you know, I, I'm amazed at how much people, um, when they give up all the bad stuff and they start eating well, they just never realize how good it actually feels to feel good and how bad they actually use used to feel you know I think a lot of people just assume that getting up and feeling groggy until you've had your coffee is normal you know and um, once you're really uh, developing this healthy lifestyle how good that feels Um, what sort of tips would you give to um, someone who might be listening who is maybe a little bit with feeling like they're in control because I do think that for a lot of people I mean you probably know more than me um, you do feel like you've got this under control you know what you're doing you know and uh, I don't think most people recognize that it's a problem what Mm. would uh, would you sort of say to someone who maybe is, is listening because it's interesting to them because maybe that this is something that they're doing themselves or it's a mother or someone who has a friend who is doing this. Um, what, what tip would you give or what advice? Yeah. Um, well you have to, if it's, if it's you and you are, you know, you're restricting calories and you're, you know, not, well, the thing is you, you think you're being healthy. So you've got to get to a point where, you actually want help and you recognize you have a problem. And it wasn't until I did that, that I actually changed. And I think what changed for me actually was a doctor saying to me, do you want to have kids one day? Because that won't happen unless you change. And I remember that was kind of a little bit of a light bulb moment for me. So unless you get to the point where you recognize you have an issue and you accept help, 
then you can't really do anything because, you know, and it's the same with, with clients and, you know, people have to want to change. They have to want help. Otherwise it's, it's really, no one can force them. Um, I think as I think, you know, my mom, my, my brother, my family was extremely worried about me. And I remember, you know, them being incredibly upset and frustrated with me because I was so thin and there was nothing they could say that was going to make me eat. Um, I think one, they threatened to not let me go to ballet, which kind of worked. So that made me eat a little bit more, but, um, there's really, it's really difficult. Um, I think nowadays there's so much help around. There's, you know, social media, there are positive things on social media, positive people that can kind of give healthy body, um, examples, I guess. But yeah, until someone really wants help and recognizes they have a problem, it's really, really hard. And I think it's that way with anything, whether it be alcoholism or anything like that, people have to really want the help themselves. And I think um, just maybe if it's someone you love, encouraging them to go to maybe go to therapy um, or see a doctor. Um, and if it is to a point where they really need medical attention, you know, when they're, if they're extremely underweight and they look sick, then I think taking them to a doctor and, and having them maybe, you know, get some help that way. Um, but it is, it's a difficult situation unless that person really recognizes they have a problem and they want help. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, so maybe the issue is more about changing this idea of body image. And uh, yeah. it's, what was your, you were saying when you had, um, you noticed with your stepdaughters when they were in their, what, preteens, because I've got to who are nine and 11 and it's the same. I really pay attention to their friends and what everybody's into right now. And at, thankfully at the moment, um, this is just, they're just of that. They're not even thinking about it. They're still playing sport and enjoying their girlfriends and that sort of thing. But I'm sort of already like ready, you know, to start noticing these changes. But yeah. um, what did you have, or I mean, what do you think? I, I agree that social media can have very positive um, body image, uh, you know, people that are really promoting positive body image, but they have a lot of the opposite. Mm -hmm. And so how can we sort of help the younger girls, the younger generation to have a better body image? and um, to realize that there's more out there and there's more that's important. What do yeah. you think? I think, you know, if, if you're the, if you're the parent, then it's really important to talk to them about it and, you know, show them, you know, for me, because I was working in the beauty industry, I was able to say, look, this is not what that person looks like in real life. I promise, you know, it's not. And then also if they do look like some something like that in real life you understand they have a whole team of people to make them look like that like that's not normal you know and I think it's just making sure they're aware of what's real and what's not um and just talking to them about it and constantly reminding them that you know it's not necessary to look like you came straight out of a runway magazine when you're 16 um or ever um it's not healthy um you're beautiful as you are like just lots of positive reinforcement and like i said again just reminding them that that isn't 
it's it's really not real. I mean, most celebrities don't look like that. <laughs> most supermodels, I mean, they don't. And if, you know, they're getting ready for a runway show or something like that, I mean, the, the work that goes into getting their body to look that way, it's not sustainable. And that's the thing, like, you know, just helping them constantly understand that, you know, they're, they're perfect the way they are. If they're healthy, that's all that matters. Um, but again, it's really hard because, you know, girls look at social media and compare their bodies. I do it too. I look at other health and wellness influencers on Instagram and who are running around in bikinis. And, you know, I, I'm like, I don't, you know, and I feel insecure too. And everybody does it. It's really hard not to with social media. So I think it's having a good support system around um, and just making sure you're talking 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 about it absolutely absolutely yeah i think having that support network is huge for sure um and and having the open conversations and talking about things um i think also just making it not the main focus i think um girls need to have hobbies they need to have you know talents things that they enjoy sports um and doing sport because they love it because they enjoy it not because they're trying to be really and, um, and, you know, doing things because they enjoy it and want to be good at something as opposed to just wanting to be pretty. And maybe that's um, the dialogue to have more of. And I do think that there are a lot more people in social media talking about this stuff. And so hopefully that's going to wear off and that's going to help. So, yeah. Um, what are some of your tips for our listeners about healthy eating and um, just having a well-balanced, healthy lifestyle? So my big thing, I mean, I, I'm not, I'm not, I don't like to label myself as anything. Like I'm not vegan. I'm not vegetarian. I'm not keto. I'm, I don't like to label myself. Um, and I think it's, it's really difficult because people look at social media and they copy other people. They see someone who, you know, maybe looks great and seems like they have it all together and they copy exactly what they're eating. And the thing is, you know, we are all biochemically individual. So when you're thinking about, you know, what, what to eat and what's good and what's not, it's about what makes you feel good. Um, and it's about bio-individuality. So what makes me feel good and works for my body might not work for yours. Um, but so there's, mm -hmm. I don't admit any sort of fixed rules except for eat real food. <laughs> um, that's really mm -hmm. it. I mean, you know, eat as much real, whole, unprocessed food as possible. If you can buy organic, um, that's even better. Um, and just, you know, of course you can have pizza and chocolate and things that you love occasionally, but 80% of the time eating, eating real food is, is really the minimally processed, you know, food is really the the biggest tip I can give anybody. Um, but also having that balance because health isn't just about nutrition. It's not just about what you put in your mouth. It's also about feeling, you know, having dinner with friends. I mean, you shouldn't get anxiety if you get up to dinner and everyone's having a piece of cake and you feel bad. And it's like, have the cake and have a glass of wine if that's what makes you happy in that moment, you know? Um, yeah. That's yeah. part of being well and being healthy. You, Nobody can eat 100% clean, 100% healthy, 100% of the time. 
Um, and it's just about finding that balance. And I, I really believe in the 80-20 rule. If you can be, you know, eat as much good food, healthy food as possible that nourishes your body 80% of the time and then have that 20% where you, you know, have a glass of wine and a cheese plate. That's my, that's my, uh, <laughs> what's your go-to? <laughs> that's great. For me, it's chocolate for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. Thank you so much. Um, that was really great. And how can our listeners get in touch with you if they've got questions or comments or um, maybe want to work with you? How can they find you? Yeah, I mean, um, I'm probably the most available on Instagram. Um, I'm at Alex S. McCormick. Um, I'm always posting recipes and, you know, health tips, wellness tips. Um, I'm very active on Instagram. Um, I try and respond to everybody. Um, and I love, you know, I love it when someone makes my recipes and messages me and I love it. So, um, I'd love to connect with anybody. Um, if you're having issues, you have questions, anything like that, just come and find me. That's great. Thank you so much. And yeah. of course, you can always uh, find me method um, as well if you want to get in touch with Alexandra or if you have any other questions or comments. Thank you so much, Nay. And again, thank you so much, Alexandra, for joining us.